Hello, my most excellent dudes, uh, and welcome to Franchise Me. I am Ryan. And I am Andrew. And this is the show where two dudes go on a journey to find the ultimate movie franchise. Each week, we'll talk about a film or films in a series, breaking them down and seeing if they are truly excellent and worthy of being in a franchise. As we finish different series, we'll compare and rank them among each other in order to find out which one is totally not bogus. <laughs> This week, we take one last trip through time as we present our most excellent Bill and Ted retrospective episode. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very well. Um, that was an excellent intro. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. very well done. Um, well, here we are. This is my first retrospective episode Congratulations. Um, uh, how are you feeling going into this? I'm, bro- I'm broken. <laughs> I, I'm slightly broken. I think when, um, when I would say I was broken from doing this research, you'd be like, eh, okay, like, really? Like- yeah, no, you really get into that extended franchise stuff, and you can really fall down a rabbit hole researching yep. it, and you're just like, okay, this is this is a lot. The Shrek extended and roll, franchise, there Shrek is and some, roll. The Shrek and roll. There's a lot of stuff in the extended franchise that we're going to go through, and I said this to you off mic, but be prepared for me to say Bill and Ted's excellent whatever for like a lot because that's what most of it is um but yeah here we are we're at our very special bill and ted retrospective episode it is the end of this franchise we've done it i feel sad man i feel sad too because i I think that's because we know what's on the horizon Uh, (laughs) i think we're seeing uh we're seeing uh, what's on the horizon and we're realizing that this wonderful journey is coming to an end um things might get a little bogus Things might get a little bogus, but, uh, you know, for right now, we still have this really lovely retrospective episode that we have to work through of yes. this franchise that you and I are very fond of. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am excited. Like, like you know, I mentioned in the Face to Music episode that this has kind of been the shining light through my January. I mean, obviously, you know, my family and all that stuff. I don't mean to say a movie's more important than uh-huh. them, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but uh, but it, it has helped. Uh... You are saying that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, well, I, we have it on mic. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, uh, like entertainment wise, I think this is really big because that's the other thing too is nothing comes out in January, man. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, know. nothing comes out in ja- January Ex- uh, except <laughs> Megan. <laughs> Megan. Megan's crushing, which apparently yeah. is excellent. Megan's, so. cr- Megan's crushing. Uh, really, <laughs> you know, I saw the trailer for that just very quickly. I saw the trailer for that movie and I was like, "There's no way this is good." I was like, "This looks like a trash apparently January movie." And then it came out, and everyone's like, Megan's great! And it's like making all this money, and I'm like, okay. I was like, I guess that's where we're at. <laughs> I think maybe we're all just a little too excited to get back to theaters. That's what I think it might be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, uh, it has been, uh, entertainment-wise, a shining light in the darkness that is January. Yeah, Besides yeah. Megan. Besides, besides Megan. Megan. Megan's, but, uh, Megan's a hit. We want to be... <laughs> Very clear. Very about clear. That. <laughs> One day we will be doing Megan this podcast. There's, they're they're one. They're going to make more. Oh, they're going to make more. I mean, the fact that's doing this well, we're getting a whole franchise yeah. out of it, no doubt. Um, but yeah, I'm going to miss talking about this movie, and I'm going to miss these characters in this world that they created. And you know, it's interesting because they did such a great job of, of really, like we talked about, like expanding this world and, and mm-hmm. doing the, all this world building because it isn't just. I don't know about the franchise overall, but I don't consider all of the Bill and Ted movies mm-hmm. to be 
time travel movies. No, they don't feature not. time travel in some way. The first one's a time travel movie, mm-hmm. and I guess the third one's a time travel movie. But yeah. I don't think Bogus Journey's a time travel movie. So but, uh, I don't know if I'd say it's a time travel franchise in the way that, like, Back to the Future's a, a franchise about time travel. It's a time travel franchise. I mean, just because something features time travel doesn't make it a time travel franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, when we all went to go see Avengers Endgame... It has time travel. It has time it. travel, but it, it's not It's not a time travel uh, uh Franchise, yeah, the MCU is not all of a sudden a time travel franchise. Yeah, it's not a tra- uh, time travel franchise. I mean, they're starting to introduce the concept of different timelines and all that stuff, but that's the first movie we actually see time travel happen. Yeah, and I, I do think now we are. Uh, when you look at Bill and Ted, I don't consider it a time travel. Just because it starts with a time travel movie doesn't mean it is. The yeah. entire franchise is that because Bogus Journey barely touches on uh, yeah on that and yeah Face the Music does have more of it but it's not going where you think it goes it goes Face the Music of, has a lot of time travel <laughs> yeah it does but it, it it's more like you have the daughters doing their mini excellent adventure but then you have Bill and Ted actually going through kind of their alternate near future. Their, yeah, uh, like alternate realities, but kind of like near futures for them. Yeah. And, and then the wives are time traveling. And then they're time traveling, but you're really only seeing the daughters and uh, yeah. Bill and Ted. Um, but even then, it's just kind of like, I don't know. I don't. I never thought of it as like, oh, this is a time travel movie. I just think there's more there. Yeah. You know, I think there's more there. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, look, and I know we'll get into it and stuff, but I've really enjoyed this franchise. I, I think it's, it's something that we're just missing in the world of like just good, wholesome entertainment. And again, yeah. I know, like I, I always like to just preface this by saying I know that there is some hateful language and things in, that is used in, in the earlier two movies mm-hmm. that I think that, and like you mentioned, they purposely move away from in the third movie. Um, but besides like very little few examples of things that just did not age very well, mm-hmm. I think it's a wholesome, feel-good, harmless, fun franchise that like yep. really like doesn't get the credit that maybe it should deserve. Like, I agree. I, I think people don't look at Bill and Ted seriously, right? I think they think mm-hmm. they're like dumb movies but like we were saying a lot especially with the second movie and the first movie you need to be smart to write stupid right yeah we did say that yeah you do have to be smart to write stupid and but it feels like uh face the music is like the least stupid yeah because i think that they Um, this isn't a face the music we did that last week but it does feel like that's the least stupid but yeah because they are they matured the characters right right and 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 because of that like they're still kind of dumb, right? They're kind of right. clueless. But it is about like them maturing as people a little bit and, and as fathers and as husbands and stuff like that. So yeah. 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 I mean, it's just yeah, it's 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 an enjoyable franchise and I do hope that like, you know, people start to kind of look at it more and be like, Hey man, those Bill and Ted yeah. movies, they're pretty good. They're you know? pretty good. And the one word that I think is gonna continually come up here that we've talked about is yeah. consistency yeah, this is this th- is really consistent this has got to be the most consistent franchise we've had like, i don't think we've had anything more consistent than this there's always usually something like one there like, is always there's a shrek the third boo honestly right? honestly i think the probably the only other like really consistent was probably the before trilogy yeah before yeah i mean, but, I mean we had mixed feelings that, about midnight but, but the, the it worked then you're right that is that's actually probably more consistent but there's all then and those are better Movies, but, we, films, but we also yes. talked about that, that that that's like I don't know it's it's franchise by name only kind of because you know what it, I mean? it like, has three movies right yeah right. it has three movies but I don't think that their intention was to make a quote unquote franchise you know what I no mean? no and Ethan Hawke has said that many times no whereas like, like, we did not intend to make Bill it. and Ted yeah. straight up has been 
franchised, right? right. There, and as we'll talk about, you mentioned there's a bunch of there's extra lot, stuff. There's a lot to get into. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a bunch of extra stuff. Um, which is going to be interesting to dive into. But um, yeah, this is a very consistent franchise and you see it paying off. You see the work paying off and um, yeah, it's pretty, shall I say, excellent. Yeah. Uh, do you want to dive it's into It's totally not bogus. It's totally not bogus. Do you want to dive into this retrospective? I'm in, man. Let's hit me. Okay, man. Here we go. Let's go on this journey. Let's go on this, this. excellent, not totally not bogus journey. Totally not bogus. This is the Bill and Ted retrospective, my friend. I'm here, man. The franchise is Bill and Ted. You want to run down those movies for me? We got uh, three movies. We do. We have uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. We have Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yes, we do. And we have Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yes, we do. Those are the three movies we got. Um, all of them great movies, as we have discussed. This is going to be fun. I get to put you on the spot, although I think it's easy. Movies ranked by box office. So um, I think you're going to be okay with this, but you want to rank those for me? Do you want to start from bottom to top? Uh, are, are you inc- you're not including the VOD? The VOD is not included. Okay, so yeah. No, I didn't, because then I didn't it would feel, be a little bit more feel, questionable. That didn't feel fair. Yeah. I didn't include it. I had to do math. I just want <laughs> Wait, actually I did. Let's watch <laughs> let's watch smoke come out of your ears as you try to add. Um no, I believe it is um so from bottom from bottom to top, sure. I believe it is just in order of the franchise. I believe it is Bill and Ted face the music, mm-hmm. then it is Bill and Ted It's Bogus Journey, then Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. You got it. Yeah, you got it. It, it, Yep, it is uh, number one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with 40.5 million. Uh, Then it is Bogus Journey with 38 million. And then Face the Music, 6.3 million. But as we talked about last week, the VOD rentals is really where the money was. Yeah, that's not fair to look Um, at. It's not fair to look at, but that's where the money was with 32. It's crazy that we're talking about a movie from 2020. And I know, I know, I know. And it was like nothing came out nothing anyway. Nothing came out. And Do you think if they, that's the thing too, if they had released this without COVID, whether it was in 2019 or just COVID never happened. Do you think this would have been a huge success? Like I think it, it would have made more money than would, 6.3. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it would have landed we, around where the first one did, maybe we, in we the would have to, low 40s. We would have to also add in the fact that there would probably have been more marketing than it got. Yeah, so it would have been a little, a little would, bit more I, expensive. I, I think it would have been more expensive. And I think with the marketing, I think it would have done well. I think it would have performed well. I think it maybe would have hit, like you're saying, the 40, even 50 million. Like I could see it making 50 million. I, it wouldn't be, you know, over a hundred million, but I could see it making a solid like fifty mil at the box office, yeah, for sure, and being that type of success. But um, yeah, I think it would have been low. I think it probably would have been around forty point five, forty one, yeah, forty two yeah. million dollars, probably. I, I think it would have done well. I think it would have done moderately well if if it had the right release date. Yeah, if, it, if they made the decision to be like, oh, let's drop it in February again against you know a Marvel movie, then no. Well, but I think if you I pick think the right weekend, it February could do well. or March might be the place to put this oh, because you sure. don't want to put it against those big like you don't want don't you don't want to put it in the summer you don't you want don't. to put it in the winter or the holidays do you think they still would have dropped it in august no no i i, I in fact i meant to look i think it had an original release date i think it was in, i think it was august 21st wasn't like i think that. it was june i think maybe it was I feel, june i, I thought it, i thought quick. my original i thought when i looked it up it said august like 20th or something like that but maybe it was june and then it got bumped to August, but um, um, yeah, I guess you're right. It was scheduled to be released on August 21st, 2020. So I guess it Oof. did always have that original. 
So yeah, I guess they, it was always slated for that. But they were still. always looking on, on August. They were always... You know what it was, though? Maybe they were kind of like, if we drop it in late summer, we can get some people to go see it. But also maybe they were hoping for like a build-up to that Labor Day weekend. Like maybe some word of mouth would yeah. build it up and people would go see it. But anyway, um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the box office ranked. Uh, ranked by Critic Rotten Tomato Scores. You don't do this. I'm, this I'm one's at, on I'm me. At. Uh, tied for first, we have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted Face the Music, both at 82%. There you go. Cool little tie. And then second is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey at 56%. Rotten, right? <laughs> it is. It is rotten. It, it Unfortunately. Uh, ranked by audience score, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure at 75%, Bill and Ted Face the Music at 65%, and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey at 56 percent knocked over popcorn too knocked over popcorn yeah and kind of like a 10 percent drop uh in a weird way like yeah. it's kind of like 10 percent away from each other each each movie That's but strange. yeah yeah but i mean I, I guess i get it you know i don't know i guess we all get it i don't know i i wish it had better audience scores like specifically bogus journey like bogus it's gonna drive me crazy i just wish bogus journey we, was higher. we have this thing where like our number one movie a lot of the times what is, is the because what was it? it was also it was um it's it was well it's it's this but it's definitely happened before it was um, we had it for um uh shrek when we put shrek the third no i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding we didn't do that um we had this for oh, uh well pirates we put um dead man's chest yeah because people didn't like dead man's Did chest although people are coming around on, on it. that a little bit um night at the museum was normal. oh yeah wasn't it no it wasn't it was it wasn't at the museum it was two because we put two as the first one yeah. because uh, everyone likes the first movie but nobody cared about the second and third but we were like actually the second's a better movie it is than the first but you know so yeah it's happened before but sometimes like these audience scores it's just like they don't like the sequels yeah. because it's not what they want and then we're sitting here like it's a i guess, I guess there's a disconnect with us in the general public yeah, i don't, I don't know. know and then also critics i guess you know what we're not here to please the general public how about that <laughs> how about that it's that time we're going into the extended franchise i'm here friend. man i'm this here is, for it this is why we're here this is what we do this is very exciting. This is the bulk of our episode. It's going to be very <laughs> fun. It's going to be very fun. I love diving into this stuff. So. I'm a little bit more knowledgeable of this stuff. And I, I didn't look. At, I didn't even look a lot of it up. Um, but I'm a little bit more knowledgeable, knowledgeable of the stuff than you may think I am. So, okay. Yeah. Well, um, you can fill in some blanks then for stuff that maybe I miss. So here we go. We're going to dive into the extended franchise. We're going to start with television shows because I uh, think that's the best yes. place to start. Yeah, I think that's great. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures is a 1990 animated TV series that ran from 1990 to 1991 for a total of 21 episodes. Mm -hmm. It was broadcast on two networks, the first being CBS and the second being Fox. Uh, the show features Bill and Ted being visited from the future by Rufus, uh, who needs them to graduate from high school in order to start a rock band that inspires people of the future. They travel to various time periods to make sure history happens as it should, it sounds like the movie. Just, it is. And, and, it's and just different. It literally sounds like the movie, just with different events. Um, I, I don't know. That sounds boring to me, but that's what it is. The first season of the show was produced by Hanna-Barbera uh, and aired on CBS in 1990 with Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin, wow. and Bernie Casey reprising their film roles. Bernie Casey is... He plays Mr. Ryan, the teacher. Oh, the teacher. Okay. The yeah, teacher yeah, yeah. reprises his role. Yeah. Uh, and season one consisted... Of 13 episodes. Yes. So, first off, I just want to say that's freaking wild that the they cast... Got, they got that cast. The cast came in to do it. I wonder if it was because it was a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. 
and that stood out to them and they were like i mean this is a famous like cartoon company like why wouldn't we do yeah, it yeah, yeah but it is kind of wild like that they all came back to reprise the roles uh even if it was for only 13 episodes it's 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 pretty cool that's out there um, yeah well i think it's interesting because i think there was some type of expectations for the show or maybe promise for the show yes. because they don't come back mm-hmm. for the second so i wonder mm-hmm. if something is going on there or yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There's something else i don't know um we'll go into that now for the second season in 1991 the show switched production companies and networks now airing on fox under the fox kids block did it get canceled and and revived or did they it just, was switched. just the switch. show was switched it switched production companies and i think when it switched production companies it also switched networks because I think maybe there was a network and production yeah, 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 company yeah. deal there. So it switched over there. Fox was also planning a live action series mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. of the same exact name. And the cast was replaced. Uh, and the leads were now voiced by Evan Richards, who voiced Bill, Christopher Kennedy, who voiced Ted, and Rick Overton as Rufus. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no Mr. Ryan. Yeah. Mr. Ryan was just it's gone. gone. Yeah. He was just gone. And all of them would go on to portray these roles in the live action series, which we will talk in a little bit. Um, The new episodes, (laughs) this is just a silly little thing, but the new episodes introduced a squint phone booth that could take Bill and Ted into literature, TV shows, and the human body. So, the magic school bus. That's, yeah. that's what I just yeah, heard. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, That's what I just heard. The magic phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new show had trouble catching on and was canceled. Uh, and season two only consisted of eight episodes. Yeah. So it didn't last as long as season one. But then again, it sounds like season one probably would have gone longer on CBS if it didn't switch production. Yeah, whatever happened in between, yeah. I don't know, yeah. So, it, But uh, yeah, that is the animated series. Um, and you said you've watched? So not this one. Oh, not this not one. This. Okay. Well, maybe you watched this one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. Yes. Yes, folks. Yes. I'm saying it again. Is a 1992 live action sitcom that ran for one season for a total of seven episodes. It's seven episodes and, and an on-air, and pilot. on-air pilot. Yeah, so there are yes, eight episodes. But, yes. there's, but there yes. are eight. Seven of them aired, and there is an on-air pilot. They're all out there, though. They're all you out there. You can find even the on-air pilot. You can, you find, can find the pilot. Yeah. Yes, you are correct about that. I just go by what aired or No, no, you're, you right. Are correct. you're right. You are correct. It aired on Fox. From June 28th to August 9th, which is where TV shows go to die. I don't know if you know that, but that's where shows go to die. Uh, the series follows the misadventures of Bill and Ted as they travel into the distant past and future. Um, as stated, Evan Richards, Christopher Kennedy, and Rick Overton all reprised their roles from the animated series as Bill, Ted, and Rufus. Uh, after the animated series was canceled, it was replaced by the live-action version of the show. And So I, it, it just sounds like Fox was already planning the show, said we want there to be con- well, continuity, and then put them in the animated show. It didn't go well. And then they were like, okay, I guess we'll just cancel the animated show and we'll just go all in on the live show, on the live-action show. And then that didn't go well. And then it just kind of uh, all fell apart. Uh, it was set to air during the 1991. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it, was, okay, it yeah. was set to air during the 1991 to 1992 television season, uh, but production was delayed until Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey made a profit, uh, and the series <laughs> received negative reviews. Yeah. So yeah, they, so they sat on it. They sat. So on they, it. this was filmed before the second movie, yep. and then it didn't come out until after the second movie. They so wanted. They, they don't. Was, they wanted to make sure. Bill and Ted was viable. Yeah, but they don't... There's no references to the second movie, even though it technically came out after the second movie. So there's no references to death or hell, which actually I think may may have played better. 
I think so too. Show? I think so too. And, so, it was, and it was also supposed to air during like a regular season yeah. of television, like ninety one to ninety. So I have watched most of this. Yes, I am most way through most of the episodes. Mm-hmm. How is it? It's not as bad as you think. Hmm. It's kind of again. I like the Bill and Ted atmosphere, sure, and dynamic, and I think that these guys. They do a good impression. Like they are doing an impression. It does look like the 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 discount Halloween store version of, of these characters. Yes. Well, that's what you expect. It, it's what yeah. you expect. It's interesting. It is interesting. They do different things. They and and overall, it's not terrible. It's not. I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say it's good, but I think mm-hmm. there's good elements of it. And I think right. if they would have, if they were to, would have been able to, and of course they wouldn't been able to, but mm-hmm. if they would have been able to get. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter and George Carlin for this show, it would have been better. Right. Because it just feels... It doesn't feel like Bill and Ted. Like, the the, the two actors, they do a, a really good job of right. being Bill and Ted, but they're not allowed to really put their own stamp on it. They're just doing... They're doing Keanu, Keanu and, Alex and Alex Winter right. impersonations. But they do really good impersonations, but right. they're still impersonations, right? It, but it's hard to put your stamp on it when you're yeah. coming off of something so iconic. But the idea of, like... The different things they do, right? Like, mm-hmm. and going back. But it's also kind of like, there's like morals to the stories and their adventures right. kind of, right? Like, they go, but like, they get, the basically the, the overall premise is, is the show, right? They, they have a, Rufus constantly is checking in on them to make sure that they're on mm-hmm. their way to going through, uh, and I'm sorry if I go on a rant about this. No, but no, like, you're good. I, I did watch this one, so this I can why, actually, I can actually talk we, about this. This is why we do the extended franchise. Um, Rufus is constantly checking on them to make sure that they're all on their path to be the Wild Stallions and to as as the movies mm-hmm. or whatever, making sure that they overcome any obstacle. And every episode, something happens that causes an obstacle of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever, including um, the pilot. The on-air pilot sets up that they need to get a job right. to buy like an amp or whatever. So they get a job at a place called Nail Nail World, which is like oh, a, which is like a basically a just a, a home improvement store or whatever, like right. a hardware store or whatever. And their boss, I forget his name, Mr. something, um, is like a recurring character and set up and, right. and he's kind of like a nerdy guy or whatever. Uh, in the on air pilot, um, Rufus comes back or they use the phone booth because they accidentally while they're trying to get the job they're trying to impress this guy, the mm-hmm. boss of the Nail World store. They accidentally just, they're just insulting his daughters because he's like, oh, oh God. Like, well, he, well, he's like, he's like, oh, you go to this high school and you, you know, you whatever, do you know this girl? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know this girl. And they're like, oh, well, if you take her to the dance, I'll give you the jobs. And they're like, oh, she's gross, dude. Like, and it, it's kind of. Like mean, wow. like it's kind of really mean. It sounds like, like they took away the pleasantness. Yeah, a yeah. little, but they're like it's funny because I mentioned in I think the face to music thing about evil Ted. Yeah, making like I have a half chub comment in Bogus Journey, and that being like kind of like it kind of Ugh. feels like evil. They make yeah. a half chub at one point. I think Missy walks in like a bathing suit, and Ted's like I have a half chub, and I'm like, it's oh. just weird hearing him is, is say there a laugh that. Track on this? No, I don't. I don't, oh, okay. I don't believe so. I don't think so. Gotcha. I, I, okay. Laugh tracks go in and out of my ears at this point. Right, right. But 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 like they because they're they were like oh we got to go back in time and stop ourselves from insulting his daughter so we can get the job. Mm-hmm. But then they their phone booth messes up and they repair it with like a comic book and they mm-hmm. enter into the comic book. So like there's like things oh, like boy. that. Yeah, yeah. Like they enter Jesus. into the comic book, but then they do things like they go back to. Um, 
their boss takes credit in the, in like the second episode. I'm going all over the place, but in like the second because they well the on air pilot literally ends on a cliffhanger. Right. They never they never because it's on air pilot they never continue it. Sure. So it's just like it just starts fresh. It just starts fresh. Right. So in the second episode. Their boss takes credit for something that they did in Neo World, mm-hmm. and then he accidentally travels in the past to King Arthur's time, where King Arthur removes the sword to right. become king, but then gets freaked out by accident and gives it to the boss in a panic, oh. and the boss becomes the king of England, oh, and and oh, becomes funny. King Arthur basically, right. and takes and he learns like. Oh, I shouldn't take credit for other people's accomplishments. Like there's right, like right. Le- lessons. So like there's that. lessons in there. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, All right. So like, nice. but like they go to King Arthur. What I so the, what I've seen is the comic. They go into a comic book. They go to King Arthur. I'll talk about one in a minute. Uh, they, there's something with Elvis. They travel back and they convince. Uh, they help Elvis get the confidence he needs to become Elvis. <laughs> it's a lot of like <laughs> meeting the people before they succeed. Uh-huh. Kind of. I know. Oh, there's one about like Rufus has a weird vision that like the future is like run by like polka instead of like rock music. Oh, and something to do with like Chicken Kiev or whatever. So like, oh boy, he like freaks out and he accidentally Rufus accidentally causes the future by accident because he goes back and makes a mistake. Right, and it causes a and then, and then he goes back instead of to go, instead of going to 1991, he goes back to 97 mm-hmm. as well. And like Bill and Ted are now broken up and like. Right. Ted's a cop and Bill's a business guy and he has to like try to solve like their like their friendship or whatever, try to fix that. So there's a lot of weird things. Probably the most notable one is there's um there's an episode. Nineteen ninety one, baby. Missy loves a soap opera and she specifically loves an actor on the soap opera mm-hmm. who's like, you know, like her man crush or whatever, and she gets very excited by this actor on the soap opera, and every day during Bill's dad's lunch from work he drives home and they uh have lunch together as they say in the mo- in the show oh they yeah, have course. lunch in um, bill's room <laughs> <laughs> uh because she's so excited from the show yes that uh they have to have lunch. they have to have lunch yeah. together yeah and uh an episode happens where that guy reveals that uh he uh wants to be a woman and he oh. wants to get a transgender, a sex, a sex change, and oh. become transgender, become a woman, huh. and which immediately turns Missy off, which upsets Bill's dad, which means he takes over the garage from Bill and Ted, and they don't have anywhere to practice. So, oh, man, to, that's a lot. <laughs> so to solve this, Bill and Ted use the phone booth to travel into the television, uh-huh. onto the soap opera. To convince this guy to not this have... This is problematic. Okay, <laughs> I see where this is going. This is very problematic. Okay. We're, mo- we're moving on. <laughs> so you're like... Ooh. Oh boy, that's bad. Okay, well, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures. My, my that's overall, really fun. My to, can't wait to check that one out. <laughs> that was like a real hit. But I know there's something with like... I know they visit... I think they visit... Einstein at one point, and yeah, there's some, yeah, that's that's oh a lot, man, think God. about that. That's awful. Why do you want to be a woman, dude? <laughs> Come on, dude, aren't you just happy being a man? Well, I think they say, why does a guy that gets all these babes want to be a babe, dude? I don't understand. Oh, God. So. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, good thing that's the TV show, not the movie. I know, exactly. exactly. But Lord. yeah, I think, they, I think they missed a little bit of the... Good-natured element they, of it. It sounds you know? like they missed the good it's nature. Not, it's the... not honestly as bad as you may. And even that episode, like, 
it that core aspect of it, like mm-hmm. the theme of it, is kind of messed up, especially in today's day and age. But like, there, there's also a lot of jokes about like <laughs> the messages: "Don't be yourself." That's a message of that. Episode. There's a lot of jokes about, um, and they're also. Well, you think too. They're also convincing this guy so that Bill's dad can get laid. Like that's what. That's the whole yeah. goal too. The entire yeah. So oh my God. there's a funny joke where I don't because I don't think Bill and Ted fully understand like the get lunch having lunch thing. So Ted's like, "Do you want me to make you lunch, Mister <laughs> Mister Prest?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, they're, but they make like a lot I of make like, a bodacious sandwich. <laughs> they. They um they make a lot of like jokes about like soap operas being corny like they're in a car uh-huh. and the car's like driving but clearly it's not going anywhere so when they have to get out they just while the car's supposed to be in motion they just open the door and walk out like nothing's wrong oh jeez like there's like jokes like that right, you know right. which is funny but yeah the whole message ah. but overall the shows it's cheap it's it's an imitation and that's mm-hmm. the biggest problem but I right. I think like there actually is some in- interesting ideas there mm-hmm. and it could be like a fun concept if they had. A budget and the actual cast, but right. the biggest issue is the imitation of it all. But wow, okay. I did the work and I watched a lot of these episodes, so I wanted to talk about it. A Good little for bit. you, man. Good for you. <laughs> I'm glad you did it because I, I I did not. But uh, we got to find out about the uh, homophobic, uh, transphobic episodes. So that's good. <laughs> as long as Bill's dad's getting laid, that's what matters. <sighs> that's a that's a whew, that's a lot. Don't be yourself, dude. Uh, okay, moving on. That's the tel- So that's all the television shows I have. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't many, but again, already you can tell that this is centered a lot around excellent adventures. Yeah. We- um, it's, it's very centered around the first movie being successful. Yeah. And that theme continues through a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Next, we're going to talk about comics. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know much about these, but I know that yeah. these exist. DC Comics produced a tie-in comic of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure that followed the plot of the movie time to coincide with the film's release on home video. This sounds like it was just a one-off comic where they basically just wrote the movie in comic book form. Yeah. And it went out when the movie was released on uh, home video. Like a a little extra thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was was DC Comics. Marvel Comics. Adapt. (laughs) Yeah. Marvel Comics adapted the sequel uh, to coincide with the second film's release in theaters. Its popularity led to the ongoing Marvel series, Bill and Ted's Excellent Comic Book by Evan Dorkin, which ran for 12 issues. Um, It did well, and it kind of shows that Marvel was always winning even back then. Uh, (laughs) You were a Marvel show? Were you a Marvel show, man? Um, I kind of want to read these comics. So it sounds pretty cool. It sounds cool, yeah. It sounds pretty cool. And I'm like, if my, you know, I might check it out. Yeah, I would, I'd like to see one. There was also a weekly... I don't know what this means. I'm assuming... This was, this was probably a big thing during like magazines and newspapers and stuff. But I just mentioned it because it's in there. There was also a weekly two four-page semi-adaptation of the animated series published by now-defunct UK magazine, Lookin' Magazine. From 1991 to 1992, what I'm assuming this is is that every week in the magazine, there's just a couple of uh, like like a couple of very short couple paged adventure from the cartoon. That's exactly what I think it is, and because I couldn't find anything, but I was like, I'm assuming that's exactly what it is, and uh, it sounds fun. Uh, But it had that, and then it reminds me like Calvin and Hobbes kind of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. In 2015. Boom Comics revived the franchise in comic book form with Bill and Ted's most triumphant return. 
The success of that miniseries led to two additional miniseries. Mm. So it sounds like it had a resurgence in 2015. Boom, boom comics are big. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So had a bit of a resurgence and did well. Um, that is all for comics. Okay, my friend. Video games. It's going to get a little messy here. This is... Not messy, but there's a lot of really dumb stuff in here that we're going to talk about. I'm surprised about. that you have more. You have more than I would have thought. So I'm actually I have quite yeah. a bit because, well, it's a lot. It's it's because there's there's different consoles with yeah. the same name. Yeah. And they're different games. And I wanted to make sure that we covered that. Yeah. It's not as much as you think. It's only a few games, but it's just kind of like they're dumb. They're I know um, okay. before you even start, Matt, when he was here for Home Alone, he said that, uh, yeah, the, the Bone Tech game is uh, there. There is, there's one. I know exactly which one he's talking about. It's, I'm assuming it's the NES game, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I told you I'd be saying that a lot. Is a 1989 single-player graphic adventure video game for the Commodore 64, Amiga, and MS-DOS platforms. It is based on the first film. Uh, the player controls both both Bill and Ted as they travel through different time periods and collect artifacts and talk to locals to help find historical figures for their report. As in the film, if the player does not finish the game in a set amount of time, the player fails the history report and loses the game. Oh, God. Uh-huh. The game received mixed to positive reviews. Ooh, mixed yes. positive. Mixed to positive. We're not used to that. Um, so, I, I, have you played this graphic adventure games? It's kind of just like, I think it's kind of like a click and point deal. Yeah, I, I've played some. And you can kind some... of like walk them around a different area. You can talk to them. And... But that's what it is. I've played those types of games. Not yeah. this game, obviously. And, and that's but, exactly yeah. what I think this is. It's just clicking it and you're just finding historical figures. I also like the idea of the time, the timer of having to do it in a set amount of time. That's pretty yeah. nuts. And I'm there's like, a, oh. um, there's a, well, they make, was it those, um, it's defunct now, but there was a there was a really big company that was making a lot of like those point and click like games. They had some really big. They yeah, made yeah. a Back to the Future game. They did Guardians of the Galaxy. I know what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. The I forget what, what it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, even like they even got like I think it was like Borderlands or whatever. Oh, Borderlands, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they made like one of those. Like right, they had uh, the Walking Dead. Um, game of Thrones. And they might have. I don't know. I don't know. But it sounds like they were doing. I played shows. the uh, the Back to Future game, and uh, it's really neat. It was good. Yeah, it's yeah. really neat. It's just cool. you just walk around and you have to figure out puzzles mm-hmm. and point and click and stuff. So yeah, they mm. they can be a lot of fun. I like that. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that one day. One day. I get the Back to Future. One day. Next franchise. <laughs> I, no. wish. No, I wish. <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is a 1991 <laughs> video game for the Atari Lynx handheld and is based on the Bill and Ted films and the Saturday morning cartoon. Ooh. The player controls either Bill or Ted as they travel through time and collect music notes. Um, in this game, the princesses have been captured by death and Bill and Ted must rescue them. Death. Um, well, you combine a little bit of both. Yeah, throwing there them in there. Yeah. The aim of the game is to collect all musical notes that are scattered around each particular time period, and the players can only advance to a new time period when sixteen notes are collected. Uh, so, whatever time period you in, you have to get sixteen. Then you move on. One gameplay feature is the ability to use different items and instruments to ward off enemies. The player starts with a guitar, and as they collect different instruments, the game's music changes to reflect it. It's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty neat. I was like, I like that. This one is a little confusing, but once I think I say it, it'll make more sense. Another feature is the interplay between eras. Uh, For instance, if you're in old Egypt, the player is warned that one of the items they see, Mm -hmm. in this instance it's a staff, uh, has a false version and a real version. 
After the player travels to ancient Egypt and finds the staff and gives it to its owner in old Egypt, they cannot travel to the next destination until they plant the warning. They have to. They have to then. Set this the avoids warning. a time paradox. So, so like you're now, essentially, it's, it's the key situation. You, yes. So when you like show up somewhere and you get a warning, you're the one planting that well, specific. So you, warning. if somebody says to you. Hey, you need to go find this. Uh-huh. After you go and do that and give it to this person, yep. then you need to say, tell me that right. I need to go find this. Yes. Whatever, yeah. It's all to like, it's a little bit like layered. The game received mixed to positive reviews. That sounds pretty cool. Some of these early ones did all right. Some of the early ones did all right. But I think it's because it was layered. That's what I yeah. think it was. Okay, here we go. This is what Matt was talking about. Bill and Ted's Excellent Video Game Adventure is a 1991 action-adventure video game released for the Nintendo Entertainment System and is based on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The plot is a continuation of the film's events. Uh, Rufus summons Bill and Ted for a mission uh, and they arrive separately at different times. They're told Time Space Rebels... (laughs) They're told Time Space Rebels have gone back in (laughs) time... Yeah. Have gone back in time kidnapping various historical figures and leaving them stranded in different time periods. The player must travel to these times and and retrieve the historical figures and return them to their correct time periods. Depending on the levels, players can control either Bill or Ted. Uh, Players explore houses, buildings, and castles. They talk to locals for clues, and you have to outfox mad villagers by outrunning them or using items from your inventory to distract, satisfy, entrance... Or cause the person to disappear. All viable options. <laughs> to gain, In order to gain the historical figure's trust who is stranded in this time period, the player must find items called historical bait hidden in each world. Yeah. The game received negative reviews. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, I have, so I, wa- I also watched a, um, the Angry Video Game Nerd yeah. review on this. Mm-hmm. You have to also travel in the time circuits, yeah. which is very confusing. You have to like launch yourself like from like you like you have to get the number or whatever, right? So they, they give you like the phone number mm-hmm. from the phone book and it says this person has this number and you have to call this. So you yep, have yep. to if it's, if it's 485 then you got to go from the four and launch yourself to the eight oh and launch yourself to the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also other obstacles and things that are in the middle of it. So Ugh. it's a whole thing. It's yeah. um, it's very challenging, very frustrating. I've heard, yeah. and uh, just overall very bad brutal, to, brutal to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah very bad experience. Um, good job, Nintendo. <laughs> uh, funny enough, I just wanted to mention too. When I was looking at reviews for this game, every other publication gave this a negative review. Except Nintendo Power. Yeah, no duh. Yeah, no duh. <laughs> and I was kind of like, oh, Nintendo Power. And that seems to be a recurring theme with that magazine. Like, they would promote their own yeah, of course. games really well. But then everyone else is like, this is really bad. So Speaking of which... Corporatism! Um, I want to I wanna t- touch on... Um, I know we just mentioned Nintendo mm-hmm. Power. And the excellent adventure oh, thing. so I did look into that. So I d- There was nothing No, there. I know. I know okay. what I'm... I, had, I talked to my brother. And he said, no, I think that was just pretty fair what you are thinking of mm-hmm. there was a contest that somebody won from nintendo from nintendo power that i got mixed up with that they were like you can win a role in the mask too well right. there is no mask the mask too right uh there's the son of the mask which came out like mm-hmm. almost 10 years later <laughs> yes. and it wasn't clearly not intended to happen mm-hmm. at the time so like there was a little bit of a controversy of like what did the guy actually I think he got just I think they just wrote him a check, basically. Yes. But like the person who won, like, was promised this thing for a movie that Never didn't happened. even that didn't even happen mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So Yeah. 
Hmm. You probably that, shouldn't that's what roles. I'm. You probably shouldn't promise roles to people that uh, when it, when the movie's not even written yet. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so that that, that was what I, I'm thinking. I knew there was a controversy. I heard right. Nintendo Power contest, and that's gotcha, what I was gotcha, thinking. Gotcha, gotcha, Yeah, because I jumped into and I looked into that phone booth thing, and I was like, I'm not seeing anything. No, that's what like it really. I, that's I what like, it is. I feel like this would be out there, but yeah, okay, cool. Thanks for clearing that up. So uh, my bad. So I'm wrong sometimes. I'm wrong. I mean, I might be okay, wise. Be. I might be extra wise now these days, but. <laughs> I'm still wrong. <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent Game Boy Adventure, A Bogus Journey, is a nineteen <laughs> is a nineteen ninety one action puzzle game based on the Bill and Ted films. The plot deals with Dinamolos hatching another plan to alter history in his favor. He has stolen special orbs called time fragments. You remember the time fragments, of course, and scattered them across time. Bill and Ted must travel across time to retrieve these orbs and set things right. Uh, Denomalos also has the aid of Evil Bill and Ted, uh, an evil Ted, and brainwashed death and some historical figures. They don't name who the historical figures are, but they uh, brainwash these people. You didn't do your, re- you didn't do your research. I didn't, no. <laughs> uh, I didn't care. <laughs> Each level takes place on a single screen, and players must collect scattered fragments while jumping platforms climbing ladders or ropes, and avoiding enemies. Um, the game received negative reviews. Of course. Um, also, this game, because it was on the Game Boy, the sprites of Bill and Ted were identical because they couldn't... <laughs> they couldn't differentiate. They couldn't differentiate yeah. them. So if you, pick, you picked Bill and Ted, was, it didn't matter. They looked exactly the same. And it literally is just... You're, it's like a game and watch. Like You're just jumping up and down and collecting sprites. It's, it looks very bad. And they just throw enemies at you. Not fun. Last thing. Bill and Ted's Wild Stallions is a 2018 action RPG mobile game. Wow. Based on the Bill and Ted universe for iOS and Android devices. I could not find anything, anything about yeah. this. So all I put was, from what I could find, it appears to be a turn-based combat game where you fight robots from the future. You fight with guitars and music. Like, the combat that I saw was like... Bill or Ted would like be able to go and it would like kill the it would yeah. kill the robot, but I couldn't find a story. I didn't know what this was, and I was like, okay, well, there's nothing about it. It was very poorly received. Oh, I, I was gonna say, I wonder if it even came out. It did come out. It did come out. Uh, Bill, Ted, and the princesses are all playable. Um, the game oh. received. <laughs> How do they make that work? Because they're different characters in every movie. <laughs> I have no idea. The game received extremely negative reviews. I just want to put that out. So yeah, that's all for video games. It's not as much as you think, but no, it's just... No, I'm actually surprised that I thought there was only the one video game. No, yeah, there. there was quite a few there, but, it, it, you know, a lot of bad ones, too. Yeah, which is mostly exciting. bad, yeah. Okay, I don't know if you know this. Musical. <laughs> um, mu- you have my attention. Okay. A musical based on the film was produced in 1998 called Bill and Ted's Excellent Musical Adventure. Who would have thunk? Written by Dean Collinson, Mick Walsh, and Gene Jacobs, it is a musical retelling of the first movie. Uh, there's two names that are missing from there that makes me not want to watch this musical. Okay. It's Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> if they're not involved, then why I, are we doing this? The musical has only been staged a couple of times, once as a three-week three, three week run during the Edinburgh Festival over in Scotland, I think it is. Uh, and the other as a condensed version as part of a program called Musical Futures, which took place in London. So it sounds like these guys just wrote it's this like musical. It's workshopping. Or workshopping, whatever. but it, it did stage for three weeks somewhere. And 
uh, it did apparently well. Uh, a soundtrack CD was recorded and features creative 80s style music. Uh, the soundtrack is available on YouTube, and I listened to it, and it's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite good. That's awesome. I was like, oh my lord, it's quite good. Um, yeah, it's very enjoyable. I highly recommend it. It's about like an hour's worth of music, but it's really fun. Is there singing too? Yes, mm-hmm. they're singing. They have kind of like an, uh, they have uh, uh, an overture where it's just like 80s synth music. And then it goes into all these songs and it's just a retelling of uh, the movie. But it doesn't sound like there were, it, it was officially licensed. Yeah. But it was mentioned because it was staged and it was a thing. But it doesn't sound like they got any legal blowback whatsoever. Like nobody came after them. And uh, it was received positively. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, And there are no other plans to stage the musical again. Yeah. It sounds like it was just like a fun thing for them to do. Now, we kind of talked about this, about doing this, but I just added it. Board games. I added it. First off, I want to ask you. We've always done board games. Well, we did Monopoly, but I've been doing board games as well as Monopoly. Okay. I've been doing, I've been trying to go beyond Monopoly and find like licensed games. Well, I, I mean, what did you think I did with Home Alone? How many Home Alone board games were there? You're right. You're right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Let me ask you first. Do you think there's a Bill and Ted Monopoly? There is not. There is not a Bill and Ted Monopoly. <laughs> so once again, I have failed. Um, I, I don't think we're going to have a Monopoly for a while. <laughs> I don't think we're going to have a Monopoly for a while either. I'd be blown away if the next franchise has a Monopoly. I'd be blown away if March has a Monopoly. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Tony's doing the research on that one. <laughs> He's probably because we've heard about the, the the depths he's going to on this on this research. He's probably putting out there. You got to get a monopoly. <laughs> you got to get a monopoly. He's probably mentioning the guy. He's like, you got to get a monopoly out there. It's coming. It'll be out by the time we do this. Exactly. Franchise. Yeah. Um, but there are three licensed board games. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Board Game is a 2016 game which mm-hmm. sees players collecting persons of historical significance in order to pass your oral report. Um, the catch is every time you bag someone, the phone booth breaks and you take a detour through time. Um, it seems you have to collect as many historical figures as you can and add up points at the end of the game to pass the exam. Um, but it's kind of like a board, uh, that you kind of go across. I was kind of watching a small yeah. video of it and it seems like the detour is like, it'll just knock you to like different spaces Yeah, and you just have to kind of like find your way back, but also collect these I, figures I think I and almost... they're all like worth points. And at the end you just add them up. Yeah, I think I almost bought this as like their because we always do a merchandise item, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't have a mer- I didn't get a merchandise item yet. We'll, That's okay. We'll get one, but um, uh, I I almost got a uh, I almost bought it as a merchandise item. This oh, game, I believe, nice. I believe it was this game or one of them. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, one of them. I have two more. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Trivia Travel Game is a 2020 movie trivia game. Uh, you answer questions about the movies and you collect historical figures as you go. That seems to be a running theme with all these board games is collecting historical figures because figures. we just can't get beyond Excellent Adventure, can we? Um, Bogus Journey didn't happen. Yeah, Bogus Journey didn't happen. You didn't uh, go it, to hell. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't meet death. You didn't. That didn't happen. It includes twelve hundred questions and six categories for these questions: geography, U.S. history, world history, women in history, heinous history. And music history, all history based, uh, except geography. Uh, <laughs> the game was released to coincide with Bill and Ted Face the Music, so it sounds like it was just kind of created to specifically um, kind of to promote, promote the game yeah. and promote the movie, give yeah. the fans something like, "Hey, you know, trivia game." So we, it sounds fun. We need something in 2020. <laughs> we need something in 2020. 
Um, the last one I have is Bill and Ted's Riff in Time. It's a 2020 cooperative game. Don't laugh. This one's good. Is a <laughs> it, it did really well. It's a 2020 cooperative game where players race against the clock to bring historical figures back to their right time periods. Every turn, though, time cracks a bit more. So you're basically racing against the clock and... Every time you don't get a historical figure back um, to their correct time period during the turn, things get worse on the board, and you have to like find a way to work around, around yeah. these cracks. And That's stuff. cool. It's pretty, That's it's cool pretty cool. It's cool. It's, it's like the play, you're playing together too against the game. It's not like you're playing against it's each other or whatever. Each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. You can play as any four members of the Wild Stallions, which built those and the princesses uh, and the princesses. Yeah, Elizabeth and Joanna. Um, an expansion pack, Rufus's Remix, was released, adding a fifth player to the game, Rufus. Oh, so that's fun. I was hoping they'd say death. Um, I was hoping they'd say death. <laughs> yeah, they should do that. Um, and that's all for board games that I have. Here is the thing that you were mentioning. Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Um, we were talking off mic about this a little theme bit. Theme parks. I didn't mention yeah. this. Yeah, theme parks, but I should have named it theme parks. It's theme parks, but all it is is Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. Since 1992, Bill and Ted... Uh, have had an annual live-action show at Universal Studios Florida, I and... I don't mean to cut you off. I believe it's over now. I'm not sure. If you just let me finish, <laughs> we'll get there. But Ryan can't do that, because Ryan is an asshole. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> you are home. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bed. It's, you finish. It's, it's poor wording since 1992. I have... The finish, I know. I'm just going to keep reading it. Since 1992, Bill and Ted uh, have had had an annual live-action show at Universal Studios Florida and Universal Studios Hollywood uh, during the Halloween Horror Nights event. The show parodied the past year's worth of notable pop culture events, featuring locally cast performers as the title characters. So it more sounded like a roast of the previous year. That, yeah, that was the of, entire yeah. show. Like, I think these guys would just come out and they would just make fun of the year and go, oh, remember when we went there and we made that happen? Oh, that's so dumb. Yeah. And this had been going on for years, um, which is crazy to me that it lasted that long. In 2013, Universal Studios Hollywood's version of Bill and, Te- Bill and Ted's excellent Halloween adventure show was canceled following allegations of homophobia and racism and that year's show. Oh, God. So, good for 2013. Oh, God. Uh, the show continued at Universal Studios Florida until 2017. And then it was canceled. And it probably will never be coming back. Yeah, well, but, well like, like I said to you, we have a friend who is a really big uh, theme park guy. Mm-hmm. He loves theme parks and, and mostly Disney, but like Universal and theme parks and stuff like that. And I just said, like, Oh, I'm doing Bill and Ted. And he was like, oh, you're going to talk about the Horror Nights mm-hmm. thing? And I was like, I mean, I don't know. Andrew's doing the research. Right, I don't right. know what he's doing. <laughs> uh, but he said, oh, you got to make sure you mention that. And I think yeah. he said, like, there. I think he said there, there might be, I think he think he said that there was other elements to, like, dancers and things like that. Like, you know, oh, stuff. Oh, I'm sure there were. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. there's, like, show elements of it. But I thought maybe it was something, like, I said to you and I was asking him, because he was seemed a little confused when I mentioned it. I was like, oh, do they bring, like, other movie characters out because i thought it was going to be something like, like the Rubis ghostbusters and, thing yeah. no i i mean i thought oh. i thought it was other universal characters like because oh, I see what you're it, with okay. ghostbusters we talked about there's a mm-hmm. ghostbusters show where they have to stop beetlejuice right so i thought it was going to be like a 
oh, Bill and Ted come out, and then here's Chucky or whoever. Right, and right. that's not Universal, but like, no, it's you universal. know, whatever, whoever yeah. has Universal, like, oh, here's, you know, whatever, like, like that they would bring out mm-hmm. other movie characters or whatever. Right. But that would be cool. It's not, not it, it that's work. not what it was. It yeah. would work. Bill and Ted are the perfect conduit for that. Exactly. They should have done that. Well, we're going to uh, now bring the show back. Uh, <laughs> we have No homophobia. Go, no racism. No, <laughs> let's go down to Universal Studios and go, listen, we want to bring the show back, but listen, no homophobia, <laughs> no racism. Just like sell them so, solely on that point. Okay, the last thing I have, and I just had to mention this because I think it's just really entertaining, cereal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bill and Ted's excellent cereal is based on the animated series. It was made by defunct Ralston Purina. Ralston Purina, obviously Purina is the name we recognize in that. They make uh, pet food. Mm-hmm. At the time, they also made human food. <clears throat> they made both human food and pet food, hence Ralston Purina. I don't trust that. I think they were just feeding the public uh, pet food. <laughs> but that's just me. It was promoted with the branding slogan, A Most Awesome Breakfast Adventure. Yeah. yeah. The cereal was cinnamon flavored and had uh, many music-themed marshmallows, uh, <laughs> although they resembled kibbles and bits. <laughs> Which backs up my theory that they were food. feeding people dog food. Um, <laughs> don't trust corporations. Uh, this, <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that oh, was just dog food. it was dog food it was dog food in a bowl and they were feeding it to it's humans it's a marshmallow it's awful it's awful I couldn't believe it oh it's cinnamon flavored oh it tastes like dog food this is there special dog food flavored cereal oh man it's insane I can't believe it oh Purina they should be out of business for that I know Um, when they when and Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter were promoting uh-huh. the Face of Music. They were on via Zoom mm-hmm. with Jimmy Fallon, and he had an unopened box oh, of cereal. Jeez. And they were like, don't eat that. Yeah, yeah, they were like, don't eat that. <laughs> Alex Winter, I didn't put it down in here, but I was as I was doing the research on the cereal, at the time the cereal was like released, or maybe a little after, um, he went on the Arsenio Hall show. And they were, he brought, like, Arsenio Hall brought out a box and Winter was like, oh, no, no, no. And they challenged an audience member to eat the cereal. So it sounds like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter weren't big fans of the cereal. It's dog food! (laughs) It's dog food. It's kibbles and bits. They gave you kibbles and bits. And you ate it. Um, The cereal was sold for only a short time. I wonder why. Probably because it was dog food. But featured many giveaways and promotions. One of the more prominent ones was hysterical postcards, which were mini postcards involving Bill and Ted and their trips through time. That's pretty cool. And that, my friend, brings us to the end of the extended franchise. Can what I, else you got? I want to. The one thing I'll add here yeah, is sure. um, toys. 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 We always talk about toys, right? Yeah, like sure. just off the top I didn't of my do head. Toys, but no, toys. it's okay. Well, off the top of my head, I know that there's action figures. There, there is a. There is a Funko Pop of Bill and a Funko Pop of Ted. Oh, nice. Um, just them. They're one of the earlier versions, so they're really expensive, mm-hmm. like harder to get Ooh. Um, type of thing. They're not super expensive, but they're like 50 bucks or 45 bucks. So it's like, you know, not not the easiest to get versus, you know, a little, little bit more than the normal nine ninety nine. Right. Otherwise, we'd have one of those. But yeah, there's like a small toy line. There's some action figures, and there's some stuff based off the cartoons and stuff like that. So yeah, right. just you know, oh, there's always some extra merchandise and toys floating around. There. Nice. So that, that's all I have. There. I just wanted to 
throw that out there just based off of my... Because I have been actively looking for a merchandise item, but I just don't feel like spending... Yeah. But that's the I problem, do. because things that are set in, like, the 80s or the 90s, like, earlier... It's a little frustrating. It's harder to get stuff because it's a little bit more expensive. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that. We'll try and figure out maybe not doing that. Well, <laughs> no, I just do it for my one. own. I just do it for my own interest. I right, like having right. something, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll figure it out. All right, so let's move on to the future of the franchise. I'm here. I have a little bit. It's nothing major, but I have a little bit. Uh, before the release of Face the Music, Reeves and Winter discussed the possibility of a fourth film, saying it would be up to the fans. Yeah. So they'd be down for it, I guess, if the fans wanted it. Ed Solomon... Uh, when asked if Thea and Billy could lead a sequel or spinoff, yeah. said, When we saw Bridget and Samara inhabit these roles, I thought for sure if there was interest and people wanted to carry this forward, I would absolutely let those characters carry it forward. I think we finished with the Alex and Keanu Bill and Ted story, which is, yes. Yes. Um, but if people were interested in a Billy and Thea continuation, I think it'd be cool. I think I don't think it's coming. No, it's not. I, happen, I, but no. I. But it is cool that if they ever did do that, I'd be down for. I it. don't think that there's a way you can do Billy and Thea and not have Bill and Ted like just like mm-hmm. it, it's in the same role that Mr. Preston or Mr. Logan played in the first two movies, which is not that big. Right. You have to have them there, right? Mm-hmm. But I think a Billy and Thea movie. I mean, I would enjoy that, or a Billy and Thea show, or something. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would for enjoy sure. that. I don't think the general public would, because I think no, we mentioned. No. Uh, unfortunately, the reaction that the idea of Bill and Ted having daughters now and oh the daughters being God. important. Why is the Why does it have to be about women? Why can't it be about me? Matter of fact, I live in my mom's basement, and then I'm fifty years old, and I'm still clinging to 1989. Oh, jeez. They fed that man dog food. I don't know if you know. He probably had the cereal. I need to bring back the cereal. It's good stuff. I want my-, my dog was a big fan of it, too. He doesn't usually eat people food. I don't know. When I wake up in the morning, I want my kibbles and bits. <laughs> That's insane. They fed them dog food. I miss they the cereal so much. I just food. go to the store and buy some more dog food. And I put some marshmallows oh, in it. Jesus Christ. It's insane. It's insane. That that fact blew me. I had to include cereal. I'm like, they fed people dog food. Okay. Okay. Franchise overall. Let's move on. Overall opinions of the franchise. How do you feel about this franchise? What do you think? This is where we're really going to sell ourselves. So, so I think that this uh, franchise is, uh, is really, uh, I think it's, Kind of special, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I think it's completely underrated. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, overlooked yeah. for uh, other uh, more uh, popular, more famous, um, maybe not as good mm-hmm. uh, 80s movies, um, such as like a lot of the John Hughes stuff. And, you know, we've talked about that when we did Fer- uh, Home Alone. That, like, I'm not a huge, like, I'm not wild about Ferris Bueller right. or Breakfast Club or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I think those things kind of, uh, Outshine Bill and Ted, unfortunately, right? And I think mm-hmm. that um, I don't know. I just I feel like it's a it's a if you like music, it's there's enough music humor and enough like it, it's good blending of like movies and music kind I agree, of. And, I agree, and it's always you know, of the time. Yeah, the music uh, is always of the time. Of the time, and yeah, it blends really well. I agree with you. Yeah, I like that, and I yeah, I just I, overall I think it's 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 a again minus a few things. It's a force of positivity. Uh, don't watch the episode of the television show in which they right. go into the soap opera. Right. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a force of positivity. Right. And uh, and just re- literally their mantra of be excellent to each other is just, mm-hmm. 
exactly what they praise. Being excellent with yeah. each other, party on, dude. Um, I think uh, without Bill and Ted, there'd be no Wayne and Garth. And I oh, think you're um, so right. You're so right. I just think you know, yeah. like it, it. It is. I think it just does not get the credit it deserves because mm-hmm. I think I think it does. It, it 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 it's just it's such a entertaining franchise, but also the fact that these writers were like, let's take this concept of a time traveling movie and throw it out the window, and we'll mm-hmm. just make whatever we want, right? And let's go in a completely different direction is a very wild and different take, yeah. and I think that that's really well done. Yeah. Um, I think this franchise is truly, for lack of a better word, excellent. I really yeah. do. I think there are three, as we're going to talk about, consistent movies here. Yep. I think that every movie is at least as good as the last one. I, I think there's ups and downs with that, but they are all very close together um, uh, as far as like how good each one is. There is good positivity in these movies there is great positivity it is about being positive it is about being excellent to each other it is about uniting people and trying to find the best in everyone and saying let's just uh, you're right party on dudes like yeah. it's it, it it is such a force of positivity this franchise and it really it really was something special to watch in january because it makes it made it better because i was yeah. like oh right these guys are just the most relaxed positive laid back guys and yeah. everybody wants to be around them because of how excellent and awesome they are yep. so uh, truly this is a fantastic franchise yep i had very little complaints about this franchise i th- i don't think we've had a franchise where every single episode we were just positive on it every yeah. single time and it was just it's it's a win it's yep. an absolute win i really think i agree with you i really think it's a special franchise so much that i don't want to let bill and ted go I think that my pitch for you is I think we bring Bill and Ted with us as we go on and as we move forward through all of our franchises. I think we, we're talking about the franchise overall. Mm -hmm. I think we introduce the Bill and Ted scale. And and what we can do is uh, think these uh, other franchises, they need to, uh, they need to get weighed on the Bill and Ted scale. Yeah. We need to find out these franchises, if they're bogus or if they're excellent. I like this. (laughs) I like this. I really like this. Okay. Um... So as Obviously, we move forward, we're, and we're going to have to hash this out as we move forward. But, but I think I it's like basically this. just just as like you know, and when we talk about the franchise overall, and we is is this a good franchise, bad mm-hmm. franchise, whatever, is it bogus? Yeah, or is it excellent? Yeah, okay. <laughs> we're we're gonna add that in. So obviously this is excellent. On the Bill and Ted scale, where is Bill and Ted fall? Excellent. Totally excellent. Totally excellent. Totally excellent. I, I like, dude. I, as excellent as it can be. Oh, that's really great. Okay, we'll start adding this in. <laughs> That'll be added into the next retrospective of the Bill and Ted scale. It's coming. I love it's that. Coming, I just folks. I was like, I hey, know I don't want to leave Bill and Ted behind, man. Yeah. I Bring them with us. This is a great idea. I don't know if we're legally allowed to do that, but you know. <laughs> we can do we can do it. There's no scale here. It's fine. It's fine. They don't care. If they, dude, if they could stage a musical in 1998, we can have a Bill and Ted scale. If they have a problem, then it'll be the Ted and Bill scale. Yeah, you know what I mean? Ted like, and Bill scale. It'll be fine. Does this need to be a franchise? I do think it it, yeah. it, it needed to be a franchise um, because I think the world just needs a little bit of positivity. I agree. Um, I think it does need to be a franchise. I think it's excellent. Uh, as I keep saying, I think it's awesome. And yeah, it spreads positivity. So yes, what are the highs and lows of this series. Highs. I mean, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George mm-hmm. Carlin, the whole cast, right? Whole uh, cast. William, William Sadler as Death. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Kerrigan as uh, yeah, Caleb. Uh, uh, um, 
Oh, wow, God, how are we blanking? Uh, on yeah, I know we're you blanking know, on it already. We just did it's it. It's late over here at Franchise Me. <laughs> um, Daryl. Dar- uh, no, um, Caleb Daryl McCoy. Caleb. No, Caleb's his uh, middle name. Caleb McCoy. I, I forget. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, the robot from the third the movie. The robot. The robot from the third movie. <laughs> Clearly, he's very memorable because we forget. Dennis. Dennis. Caleb Dennis. McCoy. Dennis, yes. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think uh, him, uh, I think, yeah, it's really special. I think the time-traveling aspects of the first mm-hmm. movie, I think the taking the script or the, you know, the, the story, the original story from the first movie, mm-hmm. throwing it out the window and putting in a completely new direction for the second movie, I yep. think that is a, that, that, that's a, that's major, a high. Major. Major high. Um, and I think the reuniting of the crew and, and you know, the, the, the uh, uh, Bill and Ted of Keanu and Alex Winter in the third one's a high. I think Agreed. the daughters are a high. Agreed. Um, yeah, I think there's, I think the whole franchise is a high, basically. Yeah, um, it's all a high. I agree with everything you just said. It It is the cast, it's the story, it's the writers. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, the writers. The, it's, yeah, it's the directors that yeah. have all come in and done. Uh, I think a they've film. all done their own unique. They've all thing. done their own unique yeah. thing. Um, it, it's it's everything about this franchise is a high. It's so positive. My low is the use yes of, of certain words of slurs and also just some of the jokes that didn't age. A lot of the missy stuff. I don't think. The, it, yeah, some of yeah. the missy stuff is a little out there, but mainly it's the it's the uh, homophobic slurs and. The uh, Missy stuff that I would say are the lows. In the one episode of the TV show. In the one episode of the TV show where they go and go, why do you want to be a woman, dude? <laughs> What's that about? Um, okay. Who's the standout performer of this franchise, Ryan? You know, you... Be, it'd be easy to say, like, Keanu. It's easy to say Keanu. Right? It's easy to even say Alex Winter. Yeah. Um, I, I think, mean, I think just on our enjoyment alone, it's got to be William Sadler, It's right? William Sadler, it's William dude. Sadler. It's William Sadler. Um, that performance's death is one of the best comedic performances of all time. Uh, that we've had in any of these franchises, it's William Sadler. Yeah. Um, what do you think the legacy of this franchise is? I think it's kind of forgotten, unfortunately. I do too. Um, but I think that it is an excellent 80s franchise, 80s, 90s franchise. I know it's like late 80s mm-hmm. or whatever. Franchise that I think it just, it's the legacy's positivity, yep. the legacy's um, believing in yourself, mm-hmm. the legacy's never getting giving up. Things like that. Like, I think the legacy is just, like, friendship and love. Like, positive positivity is really what it is. And, yeah. and and it's just, again, a series of consistent movies that, that just don't, in my opinion, don't disappoint in any major way. Yeah. I think the legacy is that it is positive. But I think the, 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 the real legacy of this is how it's always been able to carry on. Yeah. And how it isn't afraid to take creative swings and, and adapt. as a franchise and adapt and change and grow um i think that is the legacy of this and and unfortunately you're right i think people do forget it but i th- i really truly hope more people remember yeah. it and go back to it and revisit it because yeah. it deserves it all right so franchise stars we've picked a lot of people yeah over the course of these last couple of weeks but if you had to pick just like your ultimate franchise star to add to all of this who you taking it, i mean it's tough right i've yeah. i've gone to a lot of musicians. You right? pick musicians, I, I think, I, every I, week. Yeah, because I think musicians are the way to go. I here, agree with right? you. I agree with you. Yeah. I think a good, I think the ultimate one, and unfortunately it can't happen, um, and I don't think, it, I don't know if he'd do it anyway, but I think Prince mm. would be really good to have it in here too. He might do it. Maybe. He might do it. He, I mean, he does, like, he one, 
Princeton he, episode of New Girl. New Girl, because he was a fan of New he Girl. Was a fan yeah. of New Girl. If he was a fan of this, he would do it. Um, that's a great choice. Uh, but I mean, but then again, ultimately, the White Whale, mm. Eddie Van is Halen. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. yeah, the White Whale is Eddie Van Halen. I think if it was the ultimate, I feel like it would be Eddie Van Halen, and I, I would take that. But I would also just take... Honestly, like Mick Jagger would do great. Yeah. In this. Mick Jagger would be so fun in this. And uh, I think that would be Keith Richards. Take. Keith Richards. Uh, really, just the Rolling Stones. I would take the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and I just want to see a concert film. That's really what I want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this is the part of the show where normally we did word association. But as we announced uh, at With the Home end Alone, of yeah. the Home Alone retrospective, that was the last time we were doing it. We wanted to do something new. We said, well, we'll you were you were tired of it. I was tired of it. That's really why we changed it. I was sick of it. And uh, we decided no more of it. And um, you have come up with trivia. I have some trivia for, questions. For uh, our new, going forward, this is what yeah. we're going to do this year. Yeah, so instead of word association, we're going to go trivia. Gonna because go trivia. I'm, I'm going to test your knowledge. How much do you know these? Um, I have my answers Don't right here. Don't look at my answers, please. I'm not, I can't uh, even read your hand. I am right currently here. feeding my son. So yeah, don't look that at my is, I, I'm going to tell you that's chicken scratch. Yeah. I can't um, read it. But uh, I have five five trivia questions. Five trivia I want to see see how you, how much do you know about Bill and Ted? Yeah. Right. So let's start off. I'm actually not going to read these in order I have written. Let's start with an. Let's go in order of the movies, right? Mm-hmm. So um, in an excellent adventure, in Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, when meeting Socrates, they quote unquote philosophize with him by using what phrase made famous from a song? Oh, jeez. Um... I'll edit out any pauses. Dust in the Wind by Kansas. All we are is Dust in the Wind. Yes. Yep, absolutely. So there's that. Let's go to Bogus Journey. Okay. This is easy. Yeah. Um, in Bogus Journey, uh, what games do Bill and Ted play against death? <laughs> they play Battleship. They play Clue. They play Electric Football and Twister. Correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, how about Face the Music? In Bill and Ted oh, Face boy. the Music. Uh, when Bill and Ted mm-hmm. are dialing the number for infinity, mm-hmm. what are the first two numbers they dial? Oh, jeez. Um, it's easy if you think about it. One nine? 69, dude! Oh, 69. It's 69. Yeah. They don't bring oh, okay. any attention to it, but it's 69. 69. That's very funny. That's very funny. Okay. That's very funny. I didn't notice that. That's excellent. Um, that's very funny. So, how about one that's kind of about the franchise overall? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the names of the princesses? Who are Bill and Ted's love interest? Joanna and Elizabeth. Okay, good. And there's a little bonus question to go okay. with that. Don't Which princess me. is married to who? <laughs> Joanna is married to Bill, and Elizabeth is married to Ted. Congratulations. Thank you. So far, you're doing pretty good. Just Thanks. missed the, the one question. And finally, finally, and you'll know this mm-hmm. one because you mentioned this earlier. In Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure... What is the name of the convenience store that Bill and Ted are at when they are first introduced to Rufus? That would be the Circle K. Congratulations, my friend. Four out of five. Four not out bad. of five. Yeah, not yeah. Bad. The one was a visual that, because I, I didn't, I never noticed that, but that's very funny. Well, they, they say it. He's like, read me the number, dude. And he goes, goes six, six nine. nine. Oh, <laughs> but they don't, they don't say sixty nine. They just yeah. say he's six nine. Blah, blah, blah. I will say that's a clever way around it. Yeah. Just to go six nine. That's a clever way around it. I like that. I like. I that. didn't recognize it. Somebody on like in the Reddit thread for the for the movie was like, did you guys notice the first two numbers of Infinity are six nine six. Nine sixty nine, dude. That's amazing. But yeah, that's my trivia. I'm really excited to uh, I'm to excited continue for that. that. Yeah, yeah, me too. That's really good. Ah, that's excellent. Nice job, Jay. Nice job, Ryan. Thank you. Thank really you. Well thank done. You. 
Um, okay, so let's move on to our film rankings. Now, yes. this is we're just going to rank the films within this franchise. Within this franchise, yes. So this means it's definite. Uh, as you know, tablet's out. It's here. Uh, I got the chisel. I got the hammer. <laughs> here we go. So, Ryan, what is your number three? I think overall, um, I, I love all three of these movies. Mm-hmm. I think they're consistent. The thing I, I said before is a, it's one, two, three, right? It's it's one, two, it's three. one, two, three. It's right on top of each other. It's not one, two, three. Yeah. It's, it's really, they're not much stronger. Yeah. But number three, I'm going to go with Bill and Ted Face the Music. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. I think it's, uh, it, it, it is a great movie. But it's a great I, conclusion. It's, it's a great conclusion, but yeah. if I have to compare it against the other two, it's not exactly on that level yeah. for me. Your number two. What do you uh, put in the number two slot? Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no argument will be assuming today. That's excellent. I am also with you. It's probably the best made movie of the it three, is. I think. It is. It it's is. probably the most... Like, to give it its credit, Yeah. it is the best made movie of the three. It is the most structured yes. of the three. And it's, it's, it's well done. And I get it's a cult classic. I understand. But the number one here on Franchise Me that the audiences don't like, the critics don't like, Ryan... <laughs> Give me that name. Uh, it is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. This thing is so creative. It's yep. a swing. I mean, it really, they knock it out of the park. I love it. It's the scope of it, the ambition, the creativity. We go on and on about it, but uh, yeah, it is. So our rankings, I'll go from three to one. Number three is Bill and Ted Face the Music. Number two is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And number one is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. In fact, I, what my announcement too is I think all th- three of these movies are so consistent. Mm-hmm. I give them all three and a half. I'm bumping them all up to four. I'm giving an extra Ooh. half star to each movie because I think each movie, like just again, the, and I know we're going to get ready sure, sure, to sure. get into it, but I think the franchise overall here is just so strong. Yes. Like really, really strong and yes. consistent that each movie makes the other one better. Like on their own, the movies are, are good, mm-hmm. but together they're great. Yeah, I agree. Well, with that said, it's time, my friend, to rank some franchises. So, um, just to give everyone, uh, I guess, a refresher. Yes, and myself included. Yourself included. <laughs> uh, I did write these down. So, um, at number, so our current rankings, we have twelve franchises. Okay, done. so this is thirteen. This yeah. is, th- is going to be thirteenth, but the twelve that we have, um, at number twelve, we have Fantastic Beasts. At number eleven, we have Pitch Perfect. Number 10, we have Home Alone. At number 9, we have Night at the Museum. At number 8, The Matrix. At number 7, Ghostbusters. At number 6, The Terminator. At number 5, Pirates of the Caribbean. At number 4, Shrek. At number 3, The Before Trilogy. At number 2, Fast and Furious. And at number 1, Harry Potter. Now, Ryan... I have ranked this already in my... Like, I have my list here, and I had to kind of skip over it as I was going, but I have this ranked. And we have talked of consistency. We have talked about how strong this is. And we have talked about how much we have enjoyed this. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a low-tier franchise for me. No, no, no. I don't have this... In the bottom, don't, anywhere. Don't near give it the away because I, I want to see if I. This is nowhere near the bottom for I'm me. I just want to say that because this is not a low tier. We've been me. off the last couple. We've of, been off the last couple times, but I feel like we're I together think, here. Um, I think I we're think here together. The like I just said. Where, where are you thinking? Tell me that. Like I just said, all three of these movies build off of each other. Yes. Um, we talked about. We've always talked about on this show what mm-hmm. makes a great franchise, mm-hmm. and it's acknowledging what came before you. Time travel. Yep. 
but trying something different, yep. moving on and, and, and focusing on the characters and things like that, right? Whether that be going to hell and meeting God and death and mm-hmm. all this stuff, or whether that is a relationship with your daughters and, and this family conflict that is yeah. and, you know, worrying about their wives. And, I mean, even Bill and Ted's whole journey in Face the Music, other than getting the song, is to save their marriage as yeah. well. Like, yeah. And I think including heartfelt, emo- heartfelt moments and emotions and things like that, I think the franchise overall is pretty great and, yeah. and, and consistent. There's yes. not a weak thing, not a weak movie. We have Face the Music last, but it's not yep. weak by any means. Yep. And I think almost all those franchises in there, except for me, even the top ones, even a lot of top ones, have weak have weak moments, yes. but I think um, I think I'm gonna put this. Yeah, I believe it is what we have at number four, and put this above Shrek. That's exactly where I put it. <laughs> That's exactly where I put it. Bill and Ted number four, Shrek number five. That's exactly where I put it's it. Bu- it's above we, Shrek behind the Before trilogy. We we are in <laughs> sync, my friend. I knew because I said to myself, I was looking at each of these and I was hey, going, "What number exact- am I thinking of?" I will tell you right now, when I was looking through these, as I kept raising it, I was going, well, that has a weak movie. That has a weak movie. That has a weak movie. And when I got to Shrek, I stopped under Shrek and I had it in the number six spot and I was looking at it and I was going... Shrek the Third, boo though. Yeah, it's t- and it, I bumped it, yeah. and I said, "Nope, this is where it goes." Yeah. But then I stopped because I was like, "It's not better than before." Because no, I do no, love no. before, and these other two are just heavyweights. So yeah. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah, but let me kiss- I stop. I but I I literally got to Shrek, and I was like, "Shrek the Third is gonna. It's coming back to yeah. bite it." We and talk- I was like, "It's Bill." We and talked Ted. about weak movies, and like Fast and Furious is it filled with weak yeah. movies, right? Oh yeah, the the second one, the third one. Like you know, the, but it's it's also Hobbs the and scope and how long it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. And and what is there? Five, six, seven. Yeah. They're enough to really elevate it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Harry so. Potter speaks for itself. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. just not really. And before trilogy, obviously, we have said also a very consistent franchise. Yeah. Now, when we get into um, the movies themselves, it's going to be different because yes. I think the movies themselves are good. But I think what, like we said, what elevates it is that franchise as a whole. Agreed. So. Um, obviously, we're going to be. I know we're. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, no, no, but we're good. getting ready to rank our number one movies. Yes. So obviously, that's going to be Bogus Journey. Yes. Be, being plucked out to be put in the, on our list. I don't know if that's going to go as hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think um, it's a great movie, but I don't know if it's going to go as hot. So you know, that, that, I'm interested to see how the number one movies land. But before we do that, do you want to give us our new rankings of? Yes. Our franchises overall. Our brand new ranking then, uh, from bottom to top. At 13, we have Fantastic Beasts. 12 is Pitch Perfect, at 11 is Home Alone, 10, Night at the Museum, 9, The Matrix, 8, Ghostbusters, 7, Terminator, 6, Pirates of the Caribbean, 5, Shrek, 4, Bill and Ted, 3, The Before Trilogy, uh, 2, Fast and Furious, and 1, Harry Potter. So, now, we're going to move into ranking our number Number one one movies. movies. And our number one movie here will be uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Absolutely. That's what we're going to be ranking. Um, But to refresh everybody uh, of our previous rankings, we have number 12, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Number 11, (laughs) Pitch Perfect. Number 10, The Matrix. Uh, Number 9, uh, Battle of the Smithsonian. Number 8, Ghostbusters. Number 7, Home Alone. Number 6, T2. Number 5, Before Sunset. Number four, Dead Man's Chest. Number three, Shrek 2. Number two, uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And number one, 
Oh, it's Fast Five. It's the gold standard. It's gold standard. All right, so Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. What are you feeling for this? Because so I'm doing this one on the fly. Yeah, this is <laughs> tough because I think it's a really good movie. It is. I don't know if it's great on its own. We also I mean, have to remember. Really we also have to remember. Bogus Journey came in at number two behind T two at the box office. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I I think um, where does where does Home Alone fall? Home Alone that? is at number seven currently. I think it's. I think it's better I, than Home Alone. You think this is better than Home Alone? I would put this over Home Alone, and I love Home Alone. I was gonna say because I was gonna say maybe under Home Alone, but maybe, maybe I can do that. Whatever you want. You want to do well? What's above Home Alone? T uh, two. Yes, the so greatest were, action movie of all time. Do you think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is better than Home Alone, or is it because Home Alone's only like a Christmas movie and I think, not like a year-round movie? I think the Christmas movie hurts it, and I'm going to I'm going to say I think Bogus Journey is above Home Alone. Okay, because I think it's a more because we always we just talked about it too. It's not just the quality of the movie; it's not it's just different the quality. Things and, and I love Home Alone. I really do. It's a it's a classic. It's a holiday classic, but. I can't let the holiday feeling uh, permeate this. Yes. I have to look at Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey as an individual film, and it is the best. And I think it's better than Home Alone. Yeah. I think it's more enjoyable, and it's a big creative swing. So I say we throw that into the number seven spot. And put that under T2. And put Just it where it T2. came in the box office. Just where it came in at the box office. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Well, when you're ready, give us a rundown right. of our so, new rankings in the wrong Our brand new list at number 13 now is... Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. At number 12 is Pitch Perfect. At number 11 is The Matrix. At number 10 is Battle of the Smithsonian. <laughs> At number 9 is Ghostbusters. At Ghostbusters has fallen. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> At number 8 now is Home Alone. At number 7 is Bill and Ted's Bogus Great Journey. Journey. All right, exciting. Number 6, T2. 5, Before Sunset. 4, Dead Man's Chest. 3, Shrek 2. Two, Prisoner of Azkaban, and one, Fast Five. Still waiting for something to beat Fast Five, man. Yeah, me too. Well, buddy, that is our rankings. That is pretty much all we have for Bill and Ted. Yes. For the most part. We'll have some final thoughts in a little bit. But before we get to our final thoughts, we have an announcement to make. Oh, we have an announcement announcement. And we're coming up on February. We have a new franchise. We've been teasing for a while that... We have some hard stuff on the horizon. We have some maybe uh, garbage uh, franchises on the horizon. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, are we delivering this February. So, Ryan, I want you to tell the world, what franchise are we going to be doing this February? Well, first, I'm going to take the world back a year to last February. Sure. Where uh, we decided to... uh, Go the romantic route. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we did the before trilogy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, think about love and, right? Not always the most optimistic manner about mm-hmm. love, right? But about love and yep. relationships and yep, stuff. Yep, and yep. I think we're going to go to the romantic route again, right? We're going to celebrate yes. Valentine's Day. We're going to go to what some people would call some romantic movies. Some people would call those romantic movies. We're going to uh, we're going to take a visit to the uh, good old Red Room, and uh, we're going to do uh, <laughs> Fifty Shades, the Fifty Shades franchise. Oh, the uh, Fifty the, Shades trilogy. This consists of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah, Fifty Shades Darker, uh-huh. and Fifty Shades Free. Yeah, yeah, it sure does. <laughs> um, look, when we talked about this, I I kind of was. I was a little adamant because I was like, I don't know if I want to. But then I kind of thought about it. And I was like, we should do it. And I, I also was like, we can at least knock this out and be done with it. Um, and hopefully not have to revisit it. 
I will say now that my experience with this franchise is I have seen the first movie and I believe I've seen the second movie. I've never seen the third. I'm not fan. I'm not a fan of what <laughs> I've seen. And I am really looking forward to diving into these more, uh, I guess, with more of a critical eye to talk about on the podcast because I know I'm not the biggest fan of these movies. There's a lot of issues with these movies. I mean, I, I mean, look at the reviews all over the place. These are not, uh, <laughs> these are not uh, critically adored films, nor do the audience <laughs> love the, these films. I mean, it, it is, has an audience. It though. has no, no, it has an audience. You're right, but. The majority of the audience, the general audience, is not a huge fan of these movies. And it's going to be fascinating to dive into this because we can have a lot of talks about, as we've kind of discussed on here, obviously we're going to have to talk sexuality quite a bit. um, But we're also going to have to discuss the overuse of female nudity versus male nudity and how that is a problem in the film industry. our view on, we've always been um, too, like, I've no, I've been ridiculed for like this belief before too, but like that I think that there should be more male nudity in film. Yeah, no, I'm in and, agreement. Yeah. And no, you know, growing up, not growing up, but like when I, you know, when we were like, we had this thought since we were like late teenagers, early twenties. Like, we've been, we've <laughs> been having these conversations I'll tell you right now. We've been advocates a long time. <laughs> And uh, you, you know, and I, you've said to me, and I think I've said to you, we just want more D. We've said it. <laughs> well, I think people are like, oh, you just want to see more P. Why do you want more penis in film? What do you want to look at the P? I'm like, no, guy, no. But why should why should women be subjected to having to show their whole bodies, right? Yeah. And be and we talk about this with like you know the, even the Fast and Furious franchise and stuff, right? Why why is uh, Gal Gadot or or Michelle Rodriguez being forced to be in you know in these skinny bikinis and mm-hmm. showing off their bodies right and mm-hmm. and uh, somebody like vin diesel or whatever isn't right and they, yeah. they're shirtless or whatever but it's not the same thing right he's like, not walking around in a speedo no there's there's straight up shots of all and throughout all a bunch of fast and furious movies of all of of the women in bikinis at some point yeah bikinis short shorts nothing you know basically nothing on i mean there's the one shot of two fast and furious well, there's, that's not a bathing suit. You know what I mean? That, that's nothing, right? <laughs> it's basically new that. to you. That's like, not a bathing suit. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Um, but, but this is a different animal because there's actual nudity. Well, this in is going to be the more uh, like this is going to be the most like adult themed conversation mm-hmm. we have, and yeah. And I, I think, I think I might just turn on the explicit rating for these movies just in general, like for these hey. episodes. Um, and probably still leave censors in, yeah. but, uh, just, just because I think that even the themes and conversations we're going to have, it's franchise me after dark. Yeah. You know? I don't <laughs> even know if there's a way we can talk about it without having, you know what I mean? Like, we have to be open. We about have it. to be open about it. Yeah. And I don't want this to, I don't want these conversations. Cause I think one thing I, we, we can talk about here quickly is that we want these conversations to, to be open and to be productive and to maybe put out some ideas of like. Um, as we have discussed for a very long time, how this excess of female nudity in movies, Mm -hmm. okay, that's all well and good, but there's very little male nudity. And I think it's just so funny how people immediately get so like, oh, you want to see more penis? Like it immediately becomes about the man wanting to see more penis. It's like, it's more just about being equal. Equality, yeah. It's more about equality. And, you know, I'm not going to the movie to, to specifically see penis. No. But I also feel kind of wrong sitting there watching women yeah. consistently yeah. in many, many movies that I've seen 
consistently nudity, nude, nudity, and forced, like and forced, in. and some just, of it is forced. Yeah, yeah. it just it and doesn't make any it context. Make any, it doesn't make any well, the sense. Linda Hamilton that we talked about in Terminator, the Linda, 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 yeah. Linda Hamilton does nudity out of nowhere for she, no reason. Uh, for no reason, and you know, men, the male side of it, they never have to do it. So we want to have these conversations with these. Uh, with these shows and really talk about it, but you know, obviously, we'll break down the movie too. Yeah. Well, I'm sure well, we'll have great but, things to say. But about I don't, these want, movies, it, I don't but... want it to just be a conversation where we're going, "Ha ha, that movie's bad." Yeah, like, like I want to talk. What, what we'll try to, we're gonna no, we're gonna be yeah. critical. We're gonna dive in. And, Why are these movies? In bad? my experience with these movies, I've seen these movies quite a bit. Yeah, my wife is a very big She's fan of this fan. franchise, yeah. and and I've talked to her, and and I don't think she wants to be on the episodes, but we might. I might try to do like a like a couple minute interview with like us interviewing her about why sure. if she's comfortable with it she might sure, not sure, be comfortable sure. with it why does she like these franchises and kind of give her opinions on it but I know just even not to put words in her mouth whatever but she basically said she just likes the relationship and the dynamic it's not about the sex or anything right. like that she just likes the dynamic between the characters and the relationship between the characters and she's oh she literally said to you earlier tonight the first movie is bad she does not like the first movie yeah. you know yeah. what I mean so like. And I think you know it. It's it's interest. It's going to be interesting to really break these down and go into it. And I'm excited to one day have the reverse conversation of this, where we're praising a movie for its uh, use of male nudity, and that's when we do the jackass movies. Yeah, that's that's going to be great. Whenever we hit the jackass stuff, we're really going to be yeah, we're going to be. Um praising jack dude jackass forever it has the most use of man nudity it, ever I think, it, no I it think, is it has the it has it is it is like i believe holds that record and um that's the type of stuff you want to see though you know that's the stuff we've been advocating for for so long <laughs> so you know it'll be exciting to get to that but it's going to be fascinating doing these movies and really breaking them down and maybe discussing why these movies aren't well received or why they are not so but also, great. And some really talented actors. Two really, but two the really two talented leads actors. are very yeah. talented. Yeah, I agree with you. And both have gone on to some pretty great uh, things, yeah. great careers. Um, and we'll be able to talk about them, which will be really great. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm excited though. I'm excited to jump into it. I yeah. think it's going to be some really like productive adult it's gonna, conversations. It'll be interesting. Like, of course, it's going to be. Oh, this was bad, and this this dialogue was weird. Sure, and sure. Whatever. But it, it it's also just going to be interesting to. To look at it, and I, I want it to be a little bit more than just, yeah, like, oh, this movie sucks, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want it to be more than just, oh, that this is bad or this is boring. Like, I want I want to, and that's going to be a complaint. Those are going to be complaints. It's badly oh, written, sure. it's boring, whatever, yeah. um, ridiculous, over the top. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited to talk about it. And I, yeah, think, I, I, I do have some positives to say about the movies as well. I have a positive uh, that I can say right now. I love that Weekend song, Earned It. I was going to say uh, the the I think I, the music that slaps the music in all three movies yeah is pretty it, the music pretty does fantastic. slap the music does slap so um, but yeah that's the franchise we'll be doing yeah. Fifty Shades uh, trilogy it's coming your way very exciting but right now we have to give our final thoughts on the Bill and Ted franchise oh, as we, we have say, to say goodbye we have to say goodbye to Bill and Ted we have to uh, push them back in the phone booth and send them back to the reality. <laughs> it's time. So, Ryan, why don't you give me just your final thoughts about this franchise before we uh, close up this episode? You know, I'm really happy that we did this. And I, I went, in, I literally went into even the first one going. Because I, I was so... We did the first Bill... We recorded the first Bill and Ted episode the same night we did our best of 2022 episode. True. And I was more excited to talk about that. Because yeah. I just wanted to talk about something different or whatever. Yeah. And I was kind of like, eh, whatever, Bill and Ted's fine, whatever. But I, it really grew on me, mm-hmm. and I'm really, really happy. This whole dynamic 
between the two of them, Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, and even like look, watching the show, right, shows just how truly great they are in those characters because there can be impersonations and some really great impersonations of these characters and in these actors, but that's what they are. They're impersonations, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They, they, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, they embody Bill and Ted. They are Bill Completely. and Ted. Completely, yeah. You know, and, and I, th- I think they are a main reason why those movies work mm-hmm. and, and why these movies succeed. Yep. And with and without them, you know, that there is no movie. There is no Bill and Ted, right? Agreed. Um they're just it's it's just nice to have something lighthearted that we're not worried about. Something consistent. Mm-hmm. We have we don't have the bad one, right? There's no Ghostbusters two, there's no Shrek the Third Boo, there's no Home Alone Four Burning Hell. Yeah. Right? There's just not. There's yep. it's just Bill and Ted's Equal Adventure, yay, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, yay, Bill and Ted face the music, yay. Yep. You know, like and the fact that the Bill and Ted face the music came out thirty years. After you know, well, basically thirty years or whatever after the second movie, the fact that it's good, yep, it's it's incredible. I know, I know. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Dumb and Dumber Two. Uh-huh. I never even saw. I never even saw that movie. Yeah. But all these other movies, all these other legacy movies and things like that, they sh- it should not be that good, and it, and it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, my I I just very quickly to piggyback on that with my final thoughts. Yeah, this is an incredible franchise, and I think this was kind of, in a weird way, this was a bit of a dark horse for us. Yeah, um, It kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think, I, I wasn't, every episode I was impressed because your love grew every episode, yeah. and I was like, wow, he's really sold on this franchise as much as I am, and we haven't had something like that where we were like really connected all the way through, even down to like where we put it in the ranking. Like yeah. We were in agreement about this franchise. Um, and it was just really nice to do something that was lighthearted, that was easy, that didn't require like cr- like like deep critical thinking. Yeah. Like we could kind of, you can just watch it and enjoy it and walk away. And I think with more franchises we have planned for this year, we are going to be doing more of that critical thinking, um, and we are going to have to kind of dive deeper into these things, whether it's you know more comedies or whatever we decide to do. It's 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 going to uh, be that, but. For this franchise, I just I love doing it. It was a blast. Um, I'm gonna miss doing Bill and Ted, yeah. but I know that I can always revisit the movies whenever I want, yeah. and it's excellent. And, and they're coming with us on our journey with the Bill and, and Ted scale. Coming with us on the journey on the Bill and Ted scale, and uh, I look forward to the day that we maybe do a Bill and Ted revisited. Yeah, I hope we get to. I yep. hope we get to. Well. I think that is our show. Um, we are all finished. And Ryan, why don't you? Read us out, my friend. All right. That's our show, dudes. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Tony. And thanks to everyone for the support. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FranchiseMePod. You can see all of our rankings on Letterboxd. we got to get that updated, but we will. We'll get there. Just search FranchiseMe, one word. Send us an email at FranchiseMePod at gmail.com. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us your feedback so we can get better each week. Also check out our bonus series, A Year in Franchises, and our special bonus episode, The Best and Worst of 2022, the four-hour journey into the films of the last year. It's a good one. Check out our website, FranchiseMePodcast.com, where you can see all of our episodes. Come back next week as we begin our new journey into sexual domination (laughs) as we discuss Fifty Shades of Grey. Excellent! Excellent!